Hey folks, and welcome to Drinking Alone with Friends, a podcast where three friends drink alone together. My name's Chris. What up? It's Tud. And this is Joe Rogan filling in for Obert this week as a new permanent co-host, replacing him <laughs> entirely. Fantastic. Welcome, Joe. Uh, yeah. yeah, Joe, finally. Uh, I may sound exactly like Obert and um, be identical to him in almost every way, but be assured I am Joe Rogan. Did and, you do uh, DMT also, I'm never before? Mention, yeah, I'm never going to mention this podcast on my other podcast. But <laughs> <laughs> it's me, Joe Rogan. <laughs> Oh, man. So, Joe, now that you're finally getting into the podcast world, what's it really like to be on a very, very successful hit podcast? Some would say like the best podcast out there. Yeah, you might you might have heard I do a, a different podcast. It's it's not as fun as this one. It's uh, a lot more boring and, and no one listens to that one. So uh, my advice would be don't listen to Joe Rogan Experience. Listen to my other <laughs> podcast, Drinking Alone with Friends, featuring Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah. I had to get the subtitle as part of the contract negotiations to come right. on the show. Yeah, you it's know. DAWF with Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep. <laughs> Joe Rogan presents DAWF with Joe Rogan, a Joe Rogan production. I like that one better. Joe yeah. Rogan presents DAWF podcast. Uh, oh, no, I, I listened to last week's episode. It was pretty good. You guys managed to to do pretty well without me slash Obert. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm glad to be back. Glad to be back yeah. in the the driver's seat here. Yeah, we're glad to have you back, Joe. <laughs> yeah, last week the car was going all over the all over the place. You know, it was, we were careening off cliffs, and yeah, I was there impressed. Was, you guys stayed on. You guys stayed on subject pretty well. I, no, I no, no. Say, there was okay. a good forty five minutes there where we did not release that to oh, the public. Yeah. <laughs> the extended cut, <laughs> <laughs> the cleaned up version. You couldn't tell, but yeah, the extended cut was like forty five, fifty minutes longer. <laughs> <laughs> we got Lord of the Rings size extended cuts here exactly correct yeah. if you'd like to listen to that go on a patreon at some point it'll be there yeah we'll try and make that happen yeah <laughs> but anyways joe rogan let's just for the sake of continuity we'll just call you obert but just know that you're joe rogan okay yeah from here on out you can just pretend that i'm obert and uh like nothing ever changed right yeah right okay it's i like, like that that sounds good <laughs> Season two, we lost Obert's contract, and we had to, uh, to we had to sign a different actor to play Obert. <laughs> yeah, this is Joe Rogan as Obert. Well, I'm a method actor. I studied all of his his whole life, so I should be able to fill in here. Um, so yeah, anyway, so yeah, how was your time? me Obert had a really good um, time in Connecticut. I hung out with Todd for New Year's, uh, drank some good Connecticut beers, went to Philly drank some beer there it was is good good drinking all over the east coast for sure aka two cities well two states all all over two of the east coast states yeah i mean percentage wise that's a pretty decent percent it's true it's true um but yeah i was sad i couldn't join you guys but i'm happy uh the podcast went off without a hitch and i'm, I'm happy to be back and i'm, I'm happy to just get right into it mm. perfect yeah I, you know what in order to get into it, I'm going to go first. Oh, that oh. you totally stole my my beer. I was ready. I was ready to go. <laughs> yeah, but, I knew it. I'm going to go. He first, who hesitates guys. is lost. So, Tud, what are you drinking tonight? <laughs> so, 
as discussed on last week's episode, um, I went and visited Tox Brewing Company in New London, Connecticut, and Dane had told me about a beer that he was going to be releasing in the next couple weeks, uh, a stout that was brewed with coffee and uh, and maple syrup, and it just so happens that a week later, he released it. So, uh, thanks to Mom of the Pod, uh, thanks to Dane, and thanks to Dane's Aunt Kathy for uh, pulling all the strings and getting me two of these bottles. Um, wow, okay. So, uh, so this week I brought a stout from Tox Brewing Company called Wisteria. It is an Imperial Coffee Maple Stout. Um, hmm. As you guys see in person and as uh, everybody will see on the Instagram, this is a bomber with a purple wax cap on it. Um, let me just go ahead and pour it. Yeah, and so while Todd's pouring it, it's it's got like a bright orange label with a, a tree with a purple canopy and it's in a graveyard, really spooky looking images and there's also looks like a barrel of canadia <laughs> just a, a barrel of canada <laughs> is there just a barrel of canada on this i guess it just got a maple flag so <laughs> yep it's just a barrel of canada <laughs> um so on the nose oh first of all it's completely pitch black as you would expect any coffee maple stout to be it's not barrel aged mm. uh which okay. is important on the nose you definitely get a lot of chocolate a little bit of sweetness from the maple. Um, I don't smell any coffee. Hmm. Mm. So they, they didn't give it the PBR treatment and, and age it on in barrels for 15 seconds? No, I don't think they did. <laughs> Six seconds, whatever. <laughs> so uh, let's let's dive in. There he is, head first into the beer. Splash. Yeah. It is very thick. Okay. Um, Very mapley. It tastes like I'm drinking. Like, I t- tastes like I walked into my cabinet, took out a bottle of maple syrup, unscrewed the top and just poured that directly in my mouth it's all i taste is maple Whew. interesting do you get any coffee not a lot um you know a little bit underneath but it's not really the the flavor that i get is maple syrup uh delicious um you know a little bit of toasty notes from the, the coffee way after as an aftertaste it probably will adjust a little bit as it gets a little bit warmer i've had it out of the fridge now for probably about a half hour um probably could use a little bit more uh it's a 10 percent abv beer it definitely does not taste like ten percent. Like heavy, it tastes heavier than ten percent. No, no, I don't taste any alcohol at all. Oh, okay. Well, you, you described it as really thick, so I wasn't sure. Yeah, it just t- it tastes like thick, like maple, like like my mouth is like coated with maple syrup. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah, and the su- it sounds as though the sweetness probably cuts out so much of that ten percent. Yeah, it, I mean that's you know it's just maple syrup sweetness. It, I bet you my breath smells like right now that i just ate like a stack of pancakes it <laughs> <laughs> sounds really good it does sound really good it is delicious um yeah i could drink this a lot <laughs> <laughs> i can drink this a lot especially for breakfast yes it would definitely be it, you know this alongside a stack of pancakes it'd, it'd be amazing <laughs> <laughs> next time tud goes to the waffle house and he's like, oh, don't worry. I brought my own syrup. Breaks out a bottle of this and just bloop, 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 bloop. Yes, that would be perfect. It would be perfect right on top there of it. There you go. <laughs> I wonder if that lady still works at the Waffle House. I don't know. She she might be. She's probably yeah. a listener. <laughs> I just poured the rest of it in the glass. Um, you know, It's even thick coming out of the bottle. It just It's a thick, thick, thick beer. Delicious. Um, lots of flavor. I'm going to give this... I think it's four and a half. I mean, it's really good. I could drink oh, this okay. a lot. Hmm. 
Okay. I'm, I'm hoping that as it warms up, I get a little bit more coffee, and we'll report back later in the episode if that does change. If you don't hear anything back from me about that, it means the flavor didn't change. <laughs> well, I um, I want to give you a little hint this week. This is probably one of the highest rated beers I've ever seen on Untapped, and there's only well, that's might be because there's only 40 check-ins, so you would be 41. Ooh. Ooh. Um, so you rated it a four and a half. What yeah, do you think? On the old Untapped or on the new Untapped scale, that's yet to be released. You know, second week of 2020, still waiting. Uh, untapped. Hashtag Untapped. Let's get on this. Yeah, right. I would give it probably a 4.7. Um. So wow. I'm going to say out of the 40 check-ins, it is going to come in at 4.76. Okay. Not quite that high. Oh, okay. Uh, um, but I don't think I've ever seen a beer this high. Very close to your rating. It's a 4.48. Wow. That is wow. pretty high. Yeah. 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 So maybe maybe by you checking it in at a four and a half, you might bump it up to 4.49. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's find out. Let's do it live. Re- refresh. It's <laughs> great. Um, All right, so I'm going to jump in because um, I have this this beer hang, right hang here. Hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> hang on, he's rating it. Yeah, I want I want to know if the, if it didn't change. Damn. Oh, let me refresh here. Still doesn't have your check in yet. So, oh, so one last thing I should point out about this beer uh, because it was posted on their Facebook group or their Facebook page. This beer is meant to not be aged for whatever reason. Um, it wasn't barrel aged to begin with, um, and they were told to keep this. Be- we were told as the buyers of the beer to keep the beer cold and to drink it fresh. So I don't know what that means as far as what it would what would happen if it sat. But I that think with is that much directive. maple flavor, I'd be worried about it fermenting more and changing the flavor profile, and you wouldn't get that same maple goodness. So that might mm. be why. Would that mean that it would turn it so into fresh. like a twenty five percent beer? I don't think it would get that high, but it probably would go up. Yeah, right. I mean, the other thing they could be worried about is, you know, since it's bottled and if the if it keeps fermenting in the bottle, it could, like, explode when you open it. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I, I don't know if it's pasteurized or not, so. Yeah, so. Uh, but luckily, you're not waiting that long. <laughs> yeah, I had, to, I had to hop right in. It's only been aged for about 24 hours at this point, so. Okay. <laughs> so that's why, you had to re- that's why you had to go first tonight. Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah I had to so make sure it wasn't going to explode. explode. <laughs> <laughs> no but dane right, if you're well, listening great great beer cheers man obert you're up all right uh, well with that um we're gonna go from a, a beer that has been not aged at all to a beer that has been it's a belgian style specialty ale aged in oak fooders for nearly two years uh, okay Ooh. so other end of the spectrum here um this is so called is, is it older or younger than cj uh, well i don't know who knows how long they were how long this has been on the shelf for mm. i don't see a date on the label here but this is called crew de tat and it's um from ska brewing out of durango colorado i've heard of it's this even even got a ska dude on it yeah so there's a guy skanking on the front he's got very much the is that the technical ska term? outfit yeah that's how you dance to ska music you skank um it involves a lot of weird leg kicking and um there's it's like, like what Sami Zayn does when he goes to the ring. This is like oh, okay. a black and white checkered border all around the bottle, very mm-hmm. much in line with the ska mentality here. Um this is called the Wild in the Streets Ale. So this was a Christmas gift from my friends David and Andrea. They were in Durango not too long ago. They picked up this bottle of beer for me, um, brought it back, 
and I'm very excited to try this out. It's um, like I mentioned, it's Belgian and it has a really strong Belgiany oak aroma. Um, I was telling Tud before the call started here that uh, I get strong fermented raisins flavors with like maybe uh, like caramel molassesy aroma and um, tasting it. Wow. It was quite sour. I wasn't expecting it to be this sour. Um, the description on the back says, this revolutionary ale has hints of caramel and raisins with a repressed tartness that will overthrow your feelings of inadequacy with a desire to go wild in the streets. So I don't know if I would call this and between repressed the sheets. tartness. I'd say it's very tart. Um, mm. Probably a little too tart for my palate. I have been letting this warm up for about an hour now. So I think the flavor profile is pretty well developed and I get a lot of that sour grape flavor. Mm. Um, if you're into Belgian beers, if you're into, but I, okay, well, Belgian's a very broad category and I don't want to just say Belgian. This isn't, I wouldn't say this is like a, a Belgian white or wheat ale, right? This is maybe more of a quad style, if I had to guess, where it's got a very strong wild yeast flavor. Super grapey, super plummy, super sweet, I guess, for lack of a better term. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's like Belgians have like double and triple and quad. And I don't know if in my mind, I always just kind of assume that like the more of that, those flavors you were describing, the higher up on the scale you go. But I bet if we looked into it, there'd be some more distinction between the difference, the different styles there. Mm. Um, so yeah, this coming in at 10 and a half percent is definitely boozy and the booze shines through uh, in a good way. So all that being said, this is going to come down to a solid 4.0 for me. Um, it's nice. Yeah, it's a very good, a very good beer to get someone as a Christmas present for sure. <laughs> Drink it on a special occasion. Um, I wouldn't pair this with any food. I think it's just such an overwhelming flavor and such a complex flavor that I think it's best enjoyed on its own. So no, like Wiener Schnitzel or. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. That's the only, any the any German or Polish with. food. I was with just trying to think Belgian. of like Belgian-y area no waffles. Food. I wouldn't. I wouldn't pair any waffles with a this. waffle. There I guess. Go. Yeah. They, see, there you go. Yeah. There you go. I was. I'm a little surprised because it sounded as you even said that it's a little too sour for your tastes, and then you gave it a four, which we all know. Uh, Joe Rogan four is like a like a Tud six and a half. So I don't know. Yeah, you know what? And I, I might be, I might be a little lenient on it because it is such a complex beer. It's not like, right. um, it's not like a beer that I just tried and I'm like, yeah, I don't really like this flavor. Like I'm still pulling out notes of like maybe more banana almost, and I don't know, just, just there's a lot of subtle flavors in here. I've noticed that bananas are a common flavor inside Belgian style, yeah, triples and quads, yeah. Mm. You, you get almost like that fermented fruit um, aroma and flavor. Like that beer that we drank on uh, New Year's Day, over. Yeah, the last beer I had in Connecticut. At you know, at 3.30 in the morning. <laughs> As I almost missed my flight to finish that beer, it was worth it, though. That beer was fantastic. It was really good. Thanks to Tavor for that beer. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, so... I think it's a four. I think the untapped universe is going to come in at like a three eight eight. Okay, so you're close, and the world is really close to you at a three point okay. nine five. Wow, 
That's pretty good. And it, is, it goes down as a Flanders red ale. Interesting. Okay. Which makes a lot of sense because, like, that's the a sour red. Yeah. Right. If you look at right. it, it definitely has that golden red color, almost like a very red golden retriever. Yeah. It's. I brought one of those to the pod, I think, around episode 50 from uh, Second Bridge, which is a Flanders red okay. ale. Flanders red ales are fantastic like that because they're just so complex. There's just so much flavor going on in there. But yes, you definitely should check the, check that into Untapped right now um, to help meet our new beer's resolution. Fifteen hundred all the way. We're, no, two thousand. Oh, we're, we we upped it to two thousand. Well, That's I, right. I, I believe we settled on two thousand. Chris has to kind of be the tiebreaker there, but we did settle on two thousand check-ins for this year, right, Chris? Two thousand. Uh, didn't we talk about fifteen hundred, or did we bump it up? I think fifteen hundred's. Uh, let's do 1500 as our goal and then our stretch goal for when we go to the Great American Beer Fest in Denver. If we if we make <laughs> it there, then we'll get to then our goal will have to bump up to 2000. I think our goal should be 2020. I think it should be I mean if you get to 2000 and not 2020 then what are you even doing? Right. <laughs> I think we talked about cuz that sounds familiar and Obert seems it was like I feel like old Obert was like I don't know. But sounds like Joe Rogan over is on board. So uh. the only downfall we're gonna have with this is like Joe, aren't you like famous for doing like sober October? Yeah, I might be able to. Well, that's I might be able to make an exception for the po- my my favorite <laughs> podcast, not that super popular other podcast I host. <laughs> that was lame. This was cool. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, Chris, why don't you uh, share your beer with us? Okay. Assuming it's a beer, maybe it's a. Wine cooler. Who knows? <laughs> it's a canned wine. <laughs> how how awesome would it be if he brought like a mixed drink to the podcast? Well, That'd be sweet. We'll find out one we'd, year. Um, we'd be so surprised. <laughs> right? That's, that should have been your 2020 resolution. Bring one mixed drink. <laughs> <laughs> I, f- I have brought one to the podcast a long time Did ago. Did you? Yeah. I had a really good... I really enjoyed the New Year's one that I made. But yeah. anyway, anyway. Tell, tell us about your beer. So mine was actually semi-inspired by... Tud last week um, talking about the regional, oh, well, the variants of the dragon's milk that he had last mm. week. Um, and this one actually came courtesy of our good friend of the podcast, Jenna. Oh, boo. Jenna, you sent him more beer? Well, it's it's the same This box. is two, in, two weeks in a row now, right? Yeah, but it's, it's like fitting because dragon's milk, you know. Yeah. And, and it's she, dragon season, so... And she sent you a Goose Island bourbon style. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Wait, um, wait, it's it's dragon season. Yeah. Anyways, um, you know. So this it's is Chinese, Chinese New Year. <laughs> wait, wait, we're just gonna we're just gonna skip right by that. <laughs> anyways, so this is um, the dragon again milk, in a can. The what the hell? The dragon's milk white, which is uh, the bourbon barrel aged white stout. So pretty excited about this because I don't New have- Holland Brewing Company. I'm disappointed. I want freaking cans. Stone, I'm disappointed. I want freaking cans. Uh, Trogues, I'm in like your backyard, bro. I want cans. Like, what the hell? Oh, shit. Why do we have bottles everywhere? Bottles are a pain in the ass. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about uh, beer being called something milk and then ending with the word white. I'm like, is there real milk in this? (laughs) Is this fermented milk? Get a little too close to the drag. Dragon's milk white two percent. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> so one thing I did notice when I was looking at the can is this is a lot lighter than I expected. It is only six percent alcohol. Hmm. So is it actually white? 
Dragon's milk skim. It's gold. Golden. Like like when you buy like a golden So so weird. Yeah. Have you guys yeah. not had white stouts before? No. Really? I had I actually had one in Connecticut at um Little House when I was just there. You know, we talked about it last around this time last year when I went there. I hit it up again and they had a col- collaboration with Outer Light, I want to say. Nice. I love Outer Light. Little House has been doing a lot of collaborations. Uh, Tox had one with them called, uh, we talked about it last week, called It's Pecan, actually. Uh, you did, did talk about it, and I wanted to chime in because I was told, and I, this might not this might not be true, but one brewery pronounces it pecan, and the other brewery pronounces it pecan. <laughs> <laughs> I could see that. I could see that. Uh, they've also done collaborations with Alvarium recently. I heard rumors that they might be doing one with uh, Labyrinth. Um, so... They're getting around for that little yeah. little tiny brewery. Chris, did you go there? Yeah, I went there when I was up, probably for your wedding, I assume. That's We uh, didn't go, right? We you went by go, yourself. No. Well, I went with some of Dana's friends, yeah. But it was a cool little spot. I mean, I talked to the people and I tried all the beers. It was. And you saw our sticker up on the wall? Yep. <laughs> of course. Represent. Um, yeah. Um, oh, and I should have remembered the name because it's such a good name for a collaboration between Little House and outer light for a light stout it's called lighthouse oh it's almost too easy (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, um because i know one of the one of the golden stouts or white stouts that i've had in connecticut is uh by enemy of the pod stony creek they have their stony joe which is that's a white stout Mm -hmm. it's a i think a golden yeah yeah golden or white or something like that but yeah and that's what that's what this is as well yeah a golden stout yeah So anyway, anywho, back to Dragon's Milk White, uh, bourbon barrel-aged white stout. As I almost knocked over my entire beer, so that, that would have been bad. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been drinking it off the desk. Um, <laughs> Moving on, we're, we're reviewing a different beer for Chris this week. I get, I get hints of floor in this beer. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, is that? Is that? Oh, that's fake wood. Awesome. Carpet. Oh. Be- between that and pond water. Right. Chris is slowly developing his fir- favorite flavor of beer. Yeah, that's it. So, as you can imagine, it's a nice golden color. Um, I did have a bit of a crisp pour on this, so I had to wait for it to die down a little bit. But on the nose, it just kind of smells like your normal normal beer. I don't get any hints of anything, so let's see what the taste is like. So I'm imagining that I, I've never had a white stout, so I don't really, like, is it going to be light? I'd think it'd have to be light. That's very interesting. So, is it smoky? You know, not really. I'm trying to. I'm trying to really think of like what the because in my in my opinion, like a white stout, it doesn't taste as <laughs> the the only way I can describe it. And it's not gonna really make sense. It doesn't taste as dark as a dark stout. Um, you don't say. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's it it is it is lighter. I feel than than your just typical stouts um but this one is barrel aged and it it like the it's just like a slight slight hint of bourbon which is actually kind of nice um because i know i've had quite a few stouts where it was like way overpowering and um you know even though i drank it and they were pretty good this one's like a nice light drinking beer um it tastes like a stout except for the 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 finish is a little lighter than a normal stout. I don't know if that makes any sense, but it, it kind of finishes cleaner, maybe. 
Yeah, that's probably a good way to put it. Like it doesn't, like, there's no lingering bourbony flavor right. on your breath. It's just right. like, oh, and yeah, that's good. Yeah, and then so it doesn't have like the burning either. Oh no, no, no! It's it's very like an undertone of of bourbon, which is really really awesome. Like, if, and again, it only comes in at six percent. Right. right, that's true. Yeah, but uh, it's a very good beer. I'm very happy with it. I'm gonna give this a four. It's nice, smooth. Um, you know, just easy drinker. I'm probably gonna crush this thing real quick and. <laughs> Move on to the next one, but uh, very, very good beer. Very ex- happy by it. So I don't nice. think I don't think it's quite as good as the way Tud described his beer last week. But very pleased. Thank you, Jenna. Again, nice. Well, I, I'll be happy to let you know that you had this beer on April fourteenth of twenty nineteen, and you rated it at three seven five then. So did I really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, just <laughs> just a taster. Okay. I, but, I see. Don't even. I don't even at, remember that. Duckworth's Grill and Tap House. Interesting. All right. Yeah. Um, so what do you think the Untapped Universe thinks it is? I'm going to say, I want to say 375, but um, <laughs> 387. 384. Damn it. I almost said 385, but I still would have been wrong. But anyways. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, I was almost a little less wrong. <laughs> One day it's going to happen. I know. It's only a matter of time. Oh, see, I don't I don't even remember having this. So anyways, um, I'm glad I... Like it more now than I did then. Well, that's what Untapped is for, right? I mean, if you had perfect memory of every beer you ever tried, who would need Untapped? Right. It would have been even better if it was like you rated it a two point two. <laughs> <laughs> so this weekend, I had ventured to a couple new or one new brewery and one not new brewery that I've been to once before with Chris, and I wanted to I bring them there. up on the pod. You were there. <laughs> Uh, I want to bring them up on the pod. Uh, I figure that it's worth worth highlighting, uh, worth driving some of our listeners that live in Connecticut to these breweries. Um, the nice. first is can we can we name this segment like brewery highlights? Because I feel like we do this a lot, but we don't have a name for it. Yeah, brewery highlights. That's uh, maybe we'll, we'll workshop the name. You brought to you by e- breweries. <laughs> brought to you by Joe Rogan. <laughs> uh, if you got a better name for this segment, email us dwfpodcast at gmail dot com. Um, Joe, Joe Rogan's Brewery Hour. <laughs> <laughs> so, at first we went to Lupoletto Brewing, which is in Windsor Locks, Connecticut. They are brand new. Um, they're in a they're right next door to a Chinese place. Uh, in just like a strip mall. It really just out of the blue. There's a brewery there. So we went on there. They had five beers on tap. Uh, one of which was a pale ale. One was a, a milk stout. Two were IPAs, but like one, but they were the same IPA. One was Hopagari and one was Double Dry Hop Hopagari. And then the last beer was it was an English style porter, so it wasn't like a normal porter. It was more uh, more brown ale than stout. Uh, overall, really really good. Uh, solid little upstart brewery. They only have like a like a small brewing system in the back that they're brewing out of. Um, Lupoletto is the name is an, it's an Italian name where uh, it's the the word that means like to go like pick malt from like trees on stilts. So it's an action. So really cool brewery. Uh, bought a pick, glass. Pick, pick what from what on stilts? Malt. Do we need to do we need to bring malt minute back? To- <laughs> Listen, this is what I was told by the people at Lupoletto. Okay. Well, like malt is made from grains like Co- wheat correct. or rye. Wheat does not grow that tall. <laughs> it does. It's usually harvested by a combine. <laughs> yeah, this is this is an old, old way of doing it. 
It's it's for when children <laughs> for used midgets. to pick weak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hang on one second. We're Joe Rogan <laughs> presents Googling Tud. <laughs> we're gonna get we're gonna get to the bottom of this. We gotta bring we gotta bring our friend Crystal back to explain what uh, how malt works. You don't pick malt. I mean, if anything, it would be a grain, and then you turn it into malt by roasting it. So, lupuletto means hop farm or hop yard in Italian. Okay. It pays homage to, to the brewer's Italian and agricultural heritage and the craziness that, that led the two owners to plant 60 hop plants nearly 10 years ago and set in motion a series event that would lead to the brewery. The logo is hops are a climbing plant which have been commercially propagated for many centuries. Most varieties don't produce flowers in the first few feet of growth, so they are traditionally uh, trained by trained up by strings, typically two or three per plant, attached to very tall trellises. Um, so the logo is them standing on stilts picking hops from the hop plant. This makes a little bit more sense. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. Well, that was kind of what I, what I thought this was going to end hop- up. But. He's a hop harvester in the days before modern farm machinery. Men would use stilts to, to chop the top of the strings from the trellises and drop the binds to women and children below, who would painstakingly pluck off hop cones one by one. Cool. So mm-hmm. we learned a little bit about hop farming and lupulettos and malt. <laughs> so. There you go. Always If education. you guys ever want to know the, the word for hop farm in Italian, apparently it's lupuletto. There you go. Awesome. Um, the second brewery we went to was Problem Solve Brewing in East Windsor. Uh, Chris, we went there one day. Yeah. Uh, with uh, with you, myself, Dana, Caitlin, and CJ. Yep. Uh, happy to to announce that they still brew really good beer. Um, they opened up. Remember that door that CJ kept on trying to open up in the brewery? <laughs> yes. Well, <laughs> you can't you can't have doors around this kid. He's he's, <laughs> he's a door machine. <laughs> well, next time we go there, it will no longer be an issue because they turned that back room into a game room. Oh, that's cool. So now there's no door, and they've expanded the brewery's footprint by a lot. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, their beers are fantastic. Over, They had two milkshake IPAs, which made me think of you, because mm-hmm. um, Obert was on a quest to find milkshake IPAs when he was in Connecticut yep. and failed. I don't, I, you know, and this is this is a, a mini, you know, put a pin, put a pin in your, your review of this brewery, your brewery highlight real quick. I feel like milkshake IPAs disappeared. I was all about them. And then, like, now I went back and I'm like, oh, where are the good milkshakes? I went to a couple package stores. I couldn't find a lot of stuff. They they seem like they were a flash in the pan and everybody's like, oh, no more lactose. And um, I still enjoy them. If you brew beer, bring milkshake IPAs back. Alvarium did one a couple weeks ago called Thick, which is a milkshake IPA with blackberries. It was delicious. Nice. Sorry, I'm taking taking the pin back out. You can resume your brewery highlight. No, but I'm just overall problem solved is great. Um, I think you know last time we enjoyed it a lot. Uh, we ended up spending we watched the entire Bills, um, Texans game at the at the brewery. Uh, so great place to hang out. Uh, fantastic atmosphere. Tons of games to play. The beer was really good. I recommend the uh, they had an oatmeal cookie porter there, which reminded me a lot of my beer that I brought to the pod last week. So thumbs up on nice. that from those guys. Overall, two great breweries. I just wanted to highlight and. Our brewery highlight segment brought to you by Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I can I can I jump on board this brewery highlight train because you know it was my first visit back east in a little bit, and uh, we talked about how I went back to Little House. But one brewery that I don't know if we've discussed on the podcast before. I don't know if either of you've been there, um, but I went to Hop Culture in Colchester, Connecticut, 
Um, that brewery just opened up recently. It's very much something that we don't have here in Montana, which I really enjoyed um, because it's an old New England property um, with a, the brewery is a converted stable. So very much had a strong New England vibe to it. Um, the reason it's called hop culture is because it they grow partially they grow their own hops. So mm -hmm. they yeah they cultivate their hops. Uh, they have a head brewer is a is a woman, which is always refreshing and cool to see. Um, the they also have like lots of fun card games. And one thing I like is. All of their tables, most of the tables are eight seaters and they have signs being like, hey, like join some people already sitting down and like make new friends. So they kind of have that beer hall mentality of, of, you know, making friends at the table. And they also had uh, cool live music. They have a really neat outdoor area, which was closed for the winter. But uh, if you're passing through Colchester, it's not too far off the highway. Uh, worth a stop in for sure. I really liked it. They had good beer. It's right near Cato Farms Cheese Company, too. Yeah. So if you want cheese, you can go buy cheese and then go to the brewery. Uh, <laughs> I did an I did an Instagram live video from there last summer. Yeah. For those of you who follow our Instagram religiously. Right. The the four the four of you that do. But <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know the head brewer. She's awesome. Her name's Heather. Uh, she makes fantastic beer. Mm, yeah. I I you know I've heard of you know living having lived in Colchester for five years i had heard of this place and it never opened up until of course i moved away um my theory is breweries were afraid to go to colchester because they wouldn't be able to supply me with enough beer so well now, now there's two of them now that, yeah i know now that i'm gone they open up two bastards <laughs> i'm just kidding well i'm half kidding i mean fox yeah. farm was there and they, they that's true could not they could not support you while you were there yeah that's yeah. a good thing you left or you would have drove them out of business. Uh, <laughs> one beer that I wanted to especially highlight from there was their Elf Yourself, which was their Christmas beer. It was a sweet potato ale, Ooh. and I had never heard of such a thing, and they serve it with a graham cracker rim. That sounds so awesome. It was. It was unique. I always appreciate it when, when you they try something I've never even heard of before. So cool spot. Check it out. Nice. Um, I will check it out this weekend. I'll check it out in a year, give or take a year. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to jump on this this Joe Rogan Presents Brewery Hopping, a Joe Rogan production <laughs> written by Joe Rogan. Um, and I, I, so I know we were talking about it and joking about it, but I was like 50 or 60 beers away from hitting my new beers resolution. <laughs> so, so on December 31st, I was actually uh, trying to make a, a, a push for it, see if I could get it done. Uh, I, I didn't. I like I how didn't. you decided the day before or the day it was ending. Hey, to like, go for it. I got to try and get there, right? So, um, But I went to um, Ask Clown Brewing, which I've mentioned on the podcast before. Such um, a great name. Yeah. yeah great game. Great brewery, though. I mean, I love that brewery. Um, and we... Got a couple, actually, I was asking for half pours on my flights because I was like, listen, and I explained the whole situation. And he's like, that's weird, but I guess I'll do it. I'm like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I got to try and drink 60 beers today. He's like, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I basically drank their entire board. Um, and then we went to Ghostface Brewing uh, because their beer lab wasn't open. That was going to be my ticket. Like the beer lab has a bunch of different beers. Um, 
but they were closed that day. So we went to the regular Ghostface. I accepted defeat, but I had a couple flights there. Um, and it was a, it was it was a good afternoon. I mean, we had babysitters, so that was awesome. We didn't have to chase CJ around the brewery. We had got to be adults and play cards and things like that. Um, wow! I ended up getting six fifteen for the year, so you know, not too bad. I mean, that's made pretty good. Pretty so good for it. Yeah. So that means that you did forty five. No, I I did I did twenty five or something like that. Yeah, but I made a I made a solid push for it. <laughs> Uh, but that that was it was fun. It was the first time Dana and I were able to go out in a good long while, just the two of us. So nice. Well, it sounds like a good way to ring in the new year for sure. Yeah, absolutely. What and were you we doing at midnight? Went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> were you asleep by midnight? I wasn't. She was. So yeah. Oh man. Popcorn is trying to eat my chair. So a quick a a quick beer update. Uh, some of the cold brew did finally pop through. Uh, the beer's a lot warmer now. A uh, little bit of hints of of cocoa nibs as well, probably from the the coffee itself. Uh, if anybody who's had cold brew coffee knows that coffee tends to have cocoa nibs flavor in it. Um, yeah, so that was just my my quick little beep, 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 beep update. Nice. Um, I want to transition from a brewery highlight segment to a brewery gossip segment. Can we do that? Ooh. Sure. Um, hey, Obert, you got any gossip to tell me? I do. So this is, I want to preface this segment and say this is all totally unconfirmed. Um, this is just what I heard on the chairlift today. So <laughs> not, no Can we call this segment here. from gossip from the chairlift? Gossip from the chairlift. Even nice. if we find out gossip that's not from chairlifts. Yeah. So, I have something to go with this too. So this is good. So the word on the street is uh, the local brewery by me, the, the um, Great Northern Brewing Company. They are closing up shop, which is a real shame because they're like right on the corner of downtown Main Street. Like they sponsor a lot of local events around here. So if this is true, it would be a real shame to lose these guys. What beers do they do? My my personal favorite from them is the Big Mountain Tea Pale Ale, which is tastes a little bit like Earl Grey to me. But they also have the Going to the Sun IPA. They have they have a lot of good stuff. But I've apparently had the Big Mountain Pale Ale. Yeah, I think I brought some back to Connecticut last New Year's, and I might have I might have sent you some as well. But I'm going to be sad if they go. But the word on the street is, you know, and the, everybody's wondering who's going to move in because the way the brewery is set up, it'd be like impossible to take their tanks out. And uh, I have some dogs squeaking twice in the background. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the uh, the clown car just got to Obert's house. <laughs> there might be more more toy squeaking that's my dog popcorn joining in on the podcast Th- so everybody's curious who's going to move in because a lot of the breweries around town wouldn't really they're not really up to scale that high or they're just moved into a new spa and they're not they're not really ready for for that size of production so the word the rumor is on the chairlift that lewis and clark from helena which i talked about before might be moving in uh, if so, I think it would probably be, you know, there might be updates to this as the year goes on. I think it'll be a little ways away. Um, but this is the hot gossip from the chairlift. So hmm. you heard it here first. And if it's not true, sorry. <laughs> People are going to start, start walking into the, <laughs> People are going to start, wa- Jesus. People are going to start walking into the brewery going, hey, I heard from a podcast that you guys were closing. 
Right. And they're going to look at them. They're going to look at people like, so Joe Rogan told me you guys are closing. (laughs) Oh, man. So we'll see. I'll keep you updated, but uh, that's it for gossip from the chairlift. Well, no. No, no, no. I've got more gossip from my chairlift. Oh, okay. So apparently, Back East is building a new brewery as we speak. And um, they've hired the same contractors as the Alchemist and Treehouse to build them a giant facility in Bloomfield, Connecticut. Nice. Wow. They're good. They make good beer. They do make really good beer. Uh, According to a 2018 poll, uh, Ice Cream Man was a top five IPA in the country. But apparently they're they're building a new uh, brewery with plans to open sometime in 2020. First, First time I heard of it. So it could be completely gossip or... There could be a brewery being built somewhere that's going to be massive. Hmm. Interesting. Well, you never know when you're on the chairlift who's, who the person next to you is, how reliable they could be. So, Right. That's awesome. I don't have any cool chairlift gossip. Sorry. Here, my chairlift gossip is uh, Treehouse is moving to North Carolina. Right <laughs> yeah, right? right. Right down the road from me. According to this dream I had last night, Treehouse <laughs> is moving to my street and they yeah. asked me if I would be a beer taster for them. Yeah, they're moving into my backyard. And they're paying me a million dollars a year. <laughs> That's just what I hear. That's the uh, just what I remember when I woke up. So we'll see. Unconfirmed. <laughs> uh. Uh, and so with that, me and Popcorn would like to welcome everybody to our final segment, our three-handled Frosty Mug of Wisdom, where we share things we like, things that people have given us things that we've bought ourselves things we've experienced seen uh enjoyed or not maybe we thought they were just bad movies but uh (laughs) (laughs) welcome back we we last week we had the two-handled mug which we quickly swapped out for the three-handled mug because we had a bonus handle last week but Mm -hmm. i think we're gonna be just the three this week i'm gonna pull the mug off the shelf and give it over to chris (laughs) all right so I think we talked about it a little bit last week. Well, we mentioned it, or two weeks ago, I can't remember now, but I actually got to go see a movie for the first time in a long time uh, in a movie theater as an adult, and I went and saw Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. So, um, okay, hang on. Is this going to be any spoilers in this review? Do any of our listeners need to fast forward? No, 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 no spoilers. Um, I'm going to say I really enjoyed the movie. So, eh. Tud says eh, but I really enjoyed it. It was one of the first Star Wars movies I've seen in a very long time where I was actually like like eyes glued to the screen because I was like enticed by what was going on. So, As opposed to falling asleep? Well, no, but like, you know, the other movies, well, episode eight, I was like, eh, whatever. But I actually Can cared. I, maybe about- maybe I'll rephrase it and say this is the most most exciting of any of the Disney Star Wars movies that have been out so far. Is that fair to say? Do, is Ro- was Rogue One a Disney one? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so... Uh, so no. So when you say a long time, you mean since Rogue One. Rogue One was really good. Yeah. Rogue One was, <laughs> I think, Rogue see, one was I agree the with best that one. one. I yeah. think Rogue One was yeah. great. Rogue One was, Rogue one was really good. This Ep- one I really enjoyed. Ni- episode 9, I'd found everything... The story was very convenient. Like, that would be my biggest gripe with it, is that a lot of the stuff that happens is there conveniently. Can't go into it because I don't want to give away spoilers. Right, right. But I would assume that... It, some of the things that happen are very convenient in the way that they happen. I, I don't disagree, but I enjoyed it. So, um, 
if you're a Star Wars fan and you're reluctant to go see it, I would just I would go see it. It's better than Episode Eight. I can tell you that much. It is um, better than Episode Eight. I would say it's better than Episode Seven. So it's the best of the trilogy, and it was uh it was it was good. There was some good flashbacks and or not callbacks rather. So that's my that's my handle this week. Rise of Skywalker. Go see it. There we go. Well, I was gonna say, can we maybe have uh so. This is breaking news. Do, 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 do. We have a Discord channel now. Oh, there you go. Um, I had, don't. I never had Discord before, so maybe I'm not the best person to explain it. But uh, what is Discord, Chris? And uh, so what is di- what is a disc, uh, drinking alone with friends Discord channel look like? Okay, so it's very uh, it's in it, in its infancy, but essentially, um, Discord is a chat server of sorts. Um, generally used by folks that play video games or things of that nature um i was i ha- i'm in one for pokemon <laughs> and i was thinking i was like oh man it would be pretty cool to get in touch with like our listeners and have like a more direct link with them so um you can go on and there's different like sub channels that you can go or channels that you can go into and you can go to the correct channel and talk about beer, talk about, I did make a Pokemon one in case there's any Pokemon fans out there. Um, there's like a general conversation and well, two out of the three of us so far are in the discord. Uh, so, you know, do you it's talk a, on it. Like, is that what happens? You, you, you can chat. text but, chat, but it's like a, it's like a text chat. It's like a chat room. <laughs> yeah. So, so it would be possible. What you're saying is to make a new channel within our discord to, for Star Wars spoiler yes. discussion. Yes, there we spoiler, go. Spoiler, uh, discussion for people, people who've seen Star Wars Episode Nine and want to hear Chris and Tud's deep, deep thoughts about it without having to shell out a dollar a month for right. our Patreon. Right. Now, if, if yeah, that's if you want to read it. If you want to listen to it, that's a dollar a month on Patreon. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> but... um. But yeah, so we'll put we'll put a link in the in the show notes that you can go on and check out the Discord and join. Um, right now, it's me and Obert talking about Tud, so that's about it. Yep, that's <laughs> it's kind of like our email address, to exactly. be honest. Exactly. Yeah. No, yeah. no, we, the new email address is Joe Rogan at JoeRogan.com. <laughs> yeah, uh, but slash DAWF podcast. There you go. Uh, anyways, so my handle is done. Rise of Skywalker. Go see it. I'm going to pass the mug off to Obert. I want to sh- highlight today a very fun, cool Christmas gift that I got that is also appropriate for the podcast. Um, if you follow our Instagram, at some point you will see what I'm about to describe in one of our posts. Um, I got four rocks glasses, four whiskey rocks glasses. Um and they're they're a set. It's called Whiskey Peaks, and they have mountains etched or not etched, um, molded into the base of them. So the one they have like a uh, American edition, and they also have an international edition. I have I, I was gifted the American edition. Um, so it has some very famous U.S. mountains in it, and um, you know I know I realize Christmas is over. But this is something I never would have bought for myself. This is a great gift for a whiskey drinker or a beer slash cocktail Instagram haver (laughs) (laughs) in your life. Um, I thought it was a a really neat gift. I'm excited to try them out and bring them to the show and bring them to our Instagram. 
I think it'll be something neat because, you know, I live in Montana. I moved here because we have mountains. So it was really a perfect gift for me. But uh, if you have someone in your life who likes mountains and likes whiskey or just liquor in general, um, here, it's a free free Father's Day, Mother's Day, birthday. It's all coming up. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, think about it. Yeah. That's Ted. one thing that I was like definitely realizing because I'm like, I tell Dana, I'm like, I got to get into bourbon, you know, like I like bourbon. I just don't drink it ever. But but then I go into my glass. I don't have any like proper proper glassware, you know, everything is like big pints or my poor character glasses or something like that. You know, you could stick so, a lot of bourbon in those. Oh, I know. I know. But uh, that's that's part of the problem. It's like, you know, I don't want that much bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> so I need I need a set of a set of glasses. So I don't know. If well, I think you got to own the bourbon first. You think so? Well, do you own any bourbon? I have some Crown. That's he owns bourbon. he owns one a bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, one bourbon in this household. Maybe maybe go to the the liquor store and get like one of those gift sets where they come with the glasses. Oh, that's a good call. Or follow my handle. Those are your options, I think. Those are the two the two options, yeah. Yeah. I I did buy a uh, a Copper Thief wine the other day, which is a, a wine aged in a bourbon barrel, and it came with two whiskey glasses with it. To serve the wine in? Yeah, because this wine you're supposed to drink in a whiskey glass. Interesting. Uh, future, future drink I will bring to the pod at some point when I decide to open up the bottle, but you can do that as well, and that's how you can get wine in a, a drink to drink in your new bourbon glasses. There you go. There we go. All right, Ted, why don't you take us home? Here's the last handle on our mug. Yes, so it's getting to be that time of year where people want to do things to go outside and do and stay active during the, the cold winter months. Yes, it is. For all of those people in the Northeast, I'm going to recommend the Vermont Beer Bus. What this is, is it's a service where you go up to Vermont and you rent out a room in, a, in certain select uh, bed and breakfasts, and then a beer bus will come by and scoop you up. And bring you on a tour of certain Vermont breweries. Uh, when we went and did it, we went and saw a few breweries around like the Waterbury, Vermont area, and you know, including Lost Arts uh, and others. And what basically they have a guy who drives the bus and another guy who's on the bus who's a award-winning uh, home brewer. And so he will share beers with you on the bus. You will also go to different breweries and get tours as well as free flights and have the ability to buy hard-to-find beers. So at the time when I went up there... Um, that was before the Alchemists had their brewery and before Lawson's had their own brewery. So the, the beers that we walked away with were Heady Topper, Focal Banger, and Sip of Sunshine. But I'm assuming there are other hard, harder-to-find beers now up there. Um, really cool, though, because you get away for a weekend at a Vermont bed and breakfast, and you also get a few uh, beer tours out of it, too. So, again, Vermont Beer Bus. Go check it out. I like that, that handle. You know, it's funny because I thought you were going to be like, you know, this time of year, people making New Year's resolutions to be more active outside. But no, you're like, be it. you want to be outside in the winter? Get on this bus. Drink some beer. <laughs> Correct. You get to hang out with a lot of people who are like-minded like you and who want to also drink beer. And you can also purchase beer and bring it on the beer bus with you. And you can drink your own beer on the beer bus if you'd like. Wow. Very cool. Yeah, that's a good, that's a solid handle. You know what? We talked about this because, um, you know, before we, before we get into our, our closing spiel here for... We mentioned this on the pod, but for maybe new listeners, for Chris's bachelor party, we had a uh, brother of the pod, Brad, drive everybody around in a, a van we rented. And we went to a few Southeast Connecticut breweries, and we had a really yes, good time. Five five of them, actually. And one of them was in Rhode Island. 
That's right. That's right. Just over the border. And, um, you know, if you were to do it today, you could probably make that same loop and hit up like 12. <laughs> <laughs> That's- yeah, or more. I mean, or more easily. Yeah. Fox Farm I mean, would be on there. Fat Orange Cat. If we were to do it tomorrow, we absolutely would go to Tox, which we talked about today. Right. Correct. So we we talked about, and after the, the, the brewery tour, I was like, oh, man, this would be such a good business idea. Mm. You know, so if anyone wants to get into a, like a Joe Rogan experience partnership with starting a brew bus tour in Connecticut, I think there's some serious potential there. Um, <laughs> email me. We'll discuss. We'll discuss royalty and licensing fees. <laughs> no, I really think that 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 what you're describing, Ted, would work really well in Connecticut. Yeah. So uh, funny you should mention that, Obert or Joe Rogan, whichever you prefer. <laughs> They actually, Connecticut actually does have one called uh, CT Beer Tours. Find it at ctbeertours.com. They have three pre-planned ones. And I think you can also plan your own. As I'm staring at the website, I'm not going to dig into it live on the podcast. But right off the bat, they have a uh, Hard Hitting, which I'm assuming is New Britain Beer Tour, Central Connecticut Beer Tour, and a Manchester Beer Tour. Which, uh, the Manchester one, there's five breweries in Manchester now. Uh New Britain has about five or six as well. So you're probably looking at hitting up four or five of those breweries on your beer tour. Uh, the hard hitting one has Alvarium, Five Churches, Kinsman Brewing, and Relic Brewing. So you get four out of that beer tour. And they're only 20 bucks. Oh, that's not bad. Maybe we should reach yeah, out and, um, and see if we could get some kind of a partnership going where we have we send one of our, our hosts, Tud, on the experience and then they can review it on the pod. That'd be fun. That would be fun. Let's Yeah, yeah you know what? Let's make that happen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in an ideal world, I could see us having like a a bus full of, of podcast listeners and like that could be an, a, a podcast event. That'd be fun. Oh, do that I would get be to, a lot of fun. Do you think they would they would let me create my own beer tour? Well, like, you already have. And we, you already and have we the could do Tud's Magical Mystery Tour. <laughs> oh, right. Man. But we could do like the Drink No Alone with Friends beer tour. That'd be sweet. As brought to you by ctbeertours.com. If you're listening after Todd has reached out to you and sent you a link to this podcast uh, <laughs> with a timestamp for just this part, reach out. We'll, um, it'd be fun to do. It'd be fun to, to collaborate with somebody like that. It'd be fantastic. It'd be great. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. It's, there it is. It's done. <sighs> and so with that, we'd like to thank you all for listening. Um, we'd like to thank the breweries that provided today's beer. I will go first with thanking Tog's Brewing Company for providing wisteria a imperial coffee maple stout i'd like to thank new holland brewing for their dragon's milk white which is a bourbon barrel aged white stout and i want to thank ska brewing out of charming durango colorado for their crudetat uh, wild in the streets ale uh we'd like to invite you guys all to go follow us on social media everywhere that's facebook untapped twitter um and instagram as well as as we discussed our new discord channel uh, you know, everywhere we're DAWF podcast discord, we are, I believe it's drinking along with friends, right? Chris, well, it, there will be a link in the show notes. Okay. Right. Oh, so, you know, so just go down South, click that little link, uh, right on your, your feed and you, boom, discord. Uh, also hashtag follow the email at DAWF podcast at gmail.com. Um, you know, let us know what you're doing. Nobody emailed us and told us what they were doing this week when they were listening to the episode. You know, I, we didn't get any yes or no's. Did you take a poop? Did you not take a poop? We want to know. And if, if you're following us on social media, you probably saw our uh, our our post of the the poll of who's going to replace Obert as the the co-host. So we like to do fun stuff like that all the time on Instagram, wherever. So 
make sure you're following us there or else you're missing out on some fun DAWF content. Very true. Make sure you head over to iTunes, give us a five-star rating and leave a review. Uh, It's really important for other people to find us. We are actively working on uh, more people attempting to find us. So we ask that you guys just do that to help us out. Also, if you see our posts on Facebook or Instagram, go down to the little bottom and click share and just share it to your friends because you'd be surprised at how many of your friends also like beer and they're probably just looking for a really good brewery podcast to listen to. Um, also, head over to Patreon. For as little as a dollar, you get a lot of extra special uh, content that we'll release on there, including the uh, potentially the 45 minutes missing from last week's episode of Drinking Alone with Friend. And with that, my name's Tud. My name's Chris. My name is Obert. And remember, if you're drinking alone, do it with friends. You know what we missed this week with no Obert? Two What's beers. That? Yeah. <laughs> we didn't we didn't follow through on the 2020. It'd be yeah. like 2030 and we would have that would have been all messed up. Two beers, no overs, two beers, no overs. <laughs> Thank you, Joe, for filling in this week. You know, Thanks, Joe. I, I, I do what I can. I'll expect I'll get that check in the mail anytime, right? Right. Guys, oh, you think we're paying you? <laughs> you think I'm doing this out of the goodness of my heart? Yes. <laughs> uh.